Hi, it's Rolak here. Hi, it's Shade. Welcome back, guys. We've taken a really, really long pause, we know. Sorry, uh, Shade, how are you doing? <laughs> As in, seriously, Shade, how have you been? It's been, when did we last record? It's been probably a month and a half now, but I, I am... So. I am good. I have a lot of life updates that we, um, well, you do as well, that we will share um, in this episode. But I've been good. I've been grateful. I've been healthy. My family's been healthy. So I'm just, overall, my mood is just grateful to God um, for just everything, um, despite, in spite of this crazy year and all the things that have happened um, in this yeah. very short amount of time. I, I, I'm good. I'm happy to say that I'm good. Amen. <laughs> How are you? I think I'm in a similar spot. Yeah, I think I'm in a similar spot. Just like the year is drawing to a close. We've already got 40 days left of the year. It's like, you know what? You know, just max out this time after a year that seems to have been, we've been trapped indoors. I just want to mm. like enjoy the rest of the time. And yeah, just very grateful, you know, despite all the, tough times we are here and it's Christmas time soon and yeah we can go out and enjoy ourselves COVID is not as scary anymore so yeah Ah, it's it's scarier in the U.S. so yeah I don't know if you've been watching we're in Uh our second wave um and we just hit 250,000 deaths yeah America Um, is different but you guys have a new president so that we do we have a president elect so I am I, 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 I I was on pins and needles I was um on pins and needles during election week, not election day, <laughs> because it took up the whole week. But yes, we have a new president-elect. Thank God. Thank you all who voted, whether you voted for Ooh. Donald Trump or or Joe Biden. Just thank you for voting. And so a lot yeah. of good things have actually happened. I think the world the world needed that good news. Yes, I, yes. That day that we heard the news, I was like, you know what, guys, we're going out this weekend. So we actually, <laughs> my friend and I went out like for the first time in forever. I was like, we must celebrate. Uh, so I was, yeah, I was actually, um, I was out of state and I was so upset because they had a, they had a celebration like down the street. I live right down the street from the Capitol building. So I was like, what a time to be out of DC. What's um, in DC? Hey, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I was so upset that I was out, but I was with a friend and when we heard it, we were in a nail salon and we we're like, oh my God. Like, cause we, it was election <laughs> week. It was election week. Um, so yeah, very happy. I tense. celebrated, I, 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 I knew he was going to win, so I celebrated with the manicure. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> so, also, since we've been gone, the NSAS yes. process started and ended on a bad note. But, like, both of us, both of us actually went protesting. I went protesting. I was in London at the time, and I went to Downing Street to the Prime Minister's office. So, we were both involved from wherever we were. And I landed back in Lagos on the 20th of October. So one month ago, mm, exactly yeah. the day of the shootings at the Lekki Toge. I landed that day and I stayed in the airport hotel <sighs> for four days because that, that night people were like, don't leave. And then they, they now called the three-day curfew. So it was just such an emotion. I just remember being in the hotel for three days with my heart in my mouth, like complete mm. and utter shock, confusion, Yeah, so I mean, I was just so shocked that something that had so much positivity, so much progress, like I was just amazed and in awe of all the young people, all the organization, Feminist Co, Aisha, Yesufu, Fowls, and Uh, for it to end like this. Yeah, Yeah, I was, yeah, so I mean, it's just, um, 
I've, I've always kept my ear on the ground of what's going on with in Nigeria, but I don't think I consumed so much Nigerian news um, in that period. I was literally on YouTube watching all of these, like, um, maybe not so much like the channels TV, but I was watching Arise and some of these even independent. Arise is right? so yeah. good. Yeah, I was watching I was just a lot like of this. Slugging Arise. Me too. I was even watching, like, every day... Um, Femi Kuti would do like a, a live stream and I watch it. I would watch it. He would do like an hour live stream and I would watch it every single day on YouTube. But um, I think I was, so when it first started, I was kind of a bit like uh, pessimistic, like, oh, you know, people are just shouting. The government is just going to pass them dollars and everything will be fine. But I think one of the things that I loved and one of the things that Fowles and a lot of the other people kept repeating is that there is no leader. Um, and I love that the mm-hmm. movement was leaderless because one thing that Fowles said is that if we have a leader and if we said this is our leader, all the people are going to do is just, you know, give them money and, and, and placate them and everything is going to be over. But one of the things that Fowl said was that you have to, you have to bribe all of us. And he didn't really mean bribe, mm-hmm. but you have to settle all of us. You can't just settle one of us. You have to, and you have to settle us basically with these in, institutional changes was the five for five. Like we, we want real demands and, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was I, like once I, you know, once the momentum kind of picked up and once I saw that people they didn't care and they were out there, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like I was even telling my cousin, I was like, I'm about to book a trip to Nigeria over Christmas break just to go protest. and I was here I was I went to you know the the Nigerian embassy in DC I know some people so we had um, some organizers in DC who were protesting every single day at one point they went to the um, consulate general's house in Maryland and he had to call the police and guess what the police didn't remove them like we were full stream ahead so I think like I love the fact that the people in Nigeria were going forward the international community was supporting the people in Nigeria and I think the day of the shooting all of our hopes and dreams were kind of just kind of, they were dashed. And it just, it kills me that like, we weren't able to pick up the momentum afterwards. And now the government has basically quelled any form of protest. And no, it's actually not like that though. That's not no. how it feels here. Maybe from outside, yeah. because you're not seeing posts anymore. Yeah. I mean, however, CNN did that incredible documentary day before yesterday. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the interview with DJ Switch. So actually, I saw, I saw the on, I saw the um post, yeah. And I yeah so no, no, no. On the ground, I'm not posting anymore. I was fatigued. I now felt, understood how you guys felt during Black Lives Matter in America. <laughs> I'm not posting one week straight and having my heart in my mouth and crying and being emotional in that hotel room. I'm not mm. posting. I'm not interested in posting. We have moved on on the ground here and we're planning towards elections 2023. So there is still a lot of momentum. Like okay. so many people are having different political meetings. Like they had a piece side interview on Arise where he was like, y'all better start looking forward. It's no longer mm. about going out, disorganized protests. Mm. Now we are getting structured. So actually the, okay. the ground, the momentum hasn't gone. It's just being channeled in okay. more structured and official ways. And okay. I think it's now to get the international community involved in that. Because on the ground, very much so, like, it's still ongoing. And speaking of the international community, I saw um, that one of, the, one of the things that I loved, again, was that Nigerians, we have such a big diaspora that you can't mess with the Nigerians in Nigeria and think that we, from the outside, aren't going to say anything. Like, we were out here fighting. And one of the things yep. that, I, that I saw recently was that um, the UK parliament, um, they had a petition, petition to... Um, uh, debate the sanctions yeah, yeah, against yeah. Nigerian we officials. Like, yeah, saying speak to your MP. Exactly. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to email my MP this yeah. week. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. 
And so now the, the, the motion has passed and they're going to debate sanctions against Nigerian officials, I think, uh, later, or I think next month or mm-hmm. maybe at the end. Of, is it this yeah. month? I think it's yeah. actually this month. But yeah, I mean, so they're going to... Another topic, which might take a while, but then I also feel somehow, somehow about airing our dirty laundry because we also but have we to have remember to. UK we interest have in Nigeria to. always serves the UK trade. It does. And so does American. Serve, at the end of the day, an American. So yes. it's like, we want to show them that Buhari is mad and crazy. Yes. However, we do not want to all of us look like fools and we to all of us be now affected by whatever sanctions in, are now imposed upon us. We will suffer too. So it's such a tricky conversation. Yet so I'm also amazed yeah. and impressed that it has gotten to that level in the UK that they will debate it. But it's just like it's a fine line. But I thought but what I saw was that sanctions against officials. I'm not sure if it's sanctions against the oh, country. But I, I actually I, I disagree in terms of Aaron Goddard's dirty laundry because if if it's one thing that Nigerians hate the most is embarrassment, whether you're Nigerian individuals or Nigerians as a collective. And sometimes we need to embarrass these leaders and say, look what you have done. It's gone to the um, Canadian parliament. It's going to go to the UK parliament. With oh, all I the agree things- with embarrassing yeah. the leaders. Yeah, we need I'm to embarrass. I'm all there for airing out them. laundry Absolutely. crap. Absolutely. But we have to remember the agenda of oh, the for sure. countries. For sure. They will for now sure. just say that and she told countries and hey, you have come again. <laughs> Well, and we we no be the good with the bad. Yeah, we take the good with the bad. All terrorists. Do you know what no, I'm no, saying? No. So it's no, like, but we you have know what? Do it in a smart way. We do, and that's why I think that you know, with DJ Switch going to the UK part, the um, Canadian Parliament, I think it's been done in a smart way. And yeah. it's the fact that Nigerians are the ones. It's not Europeans who say do sanctions. Nigerians say no, no, go ahead and sanction our leaders. Because the thing is, mm. if the leaders can't come to UK and US and can't own houses, they will be forced to go and fix Nigeria. The fact <laughs> they is, cannot come to UK you. to do hospitals. Yes, so, yes, so, send yes, so, fix to your hospitals. Exactly. Fix <laughs> to the whole family. Your children can't come. Here. Your, your, your wives can't come here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We need to force them. We need to yeah. force them. So I, I, agree. I 100% agree. And I sometimes, you know what? Take the good with the bad. We know the interest of the UK. We know the interest of the the, the Canada Western government. And hopefully, when the election settles down, well, when we're past the inauguration here, the US will all set up a panel and investigate. But we need to have these people because the thing is, Nigeria is the largest democracy in, in Africa and it's one of the most stable countries in Africa. If this is happening in Nigeria, what happens to Congo? What happens to Liberia? What happens to all these and other so countries? And so much has been happening. Yes. In, in Uganda, Ethiopia, is Ethiopia, Ethiopia, Ethiopia. Yes, so. so it's like, it's just like, what is happening in yes, Africa right exactly. now? Yes, exactly. So we need it. We need the international community. So I'm, I'm so happy. I'm I think so happy. we do. But what also gives me a lot of comfort and like just pride is that internally in Nigeria, the groups that have come together, whether it is Feminist Co., or whether it is Files or Aisha Yesufu, or I'm sure I'm missing people, um, um, Ab- the Abudu girl. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of people, Joko from her, the podcast. But these are extremely educated and smart Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And yes, it's, we need to co- do it from the grassroots. We need to not be elitist. We need to, it's everybody that is frustrated. It's those who have less that are more frustrated than us that we have. But I love that the people leading it are extremely educated people who have. Absolutely. High connections worldwide. Do you know what I'm saying? The people who are at the top, you know, feminist school, whatever, whichever group it may be, if they wanted to, they would just go back and live in the US or UK, right? These are people who are connected and they have access to power overseas, right? So it's, they also do. For, it's for us yeah. to coordinate, channel that power, be focused, be organized. Absolutely. Um, but but I, I, I want to so yeah, much I, 
So I absolutely agree, but I also think that the the problem, the, the solution shouldn't be running back. Like, I mean, obviously, that's not what you're saying, but I think the, no, that's the not fact what I'm that saying. they I'm are, saying yeah, I'm saying that absolutely. people have access but to the, the top people to de- to make demands overseas. I'm absolutely, but, I'm saying the exact opposite. I'm saying that they have the option to run away. They have the option to be like Nigerians who will never come to Nigeria, but they have chosen to be here. Yet they are extremely privileged. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying actually, no, I understand that. No, I, no yeah. I understand that. What I'm saying is that. You know, I like I like that the fact that they're trying because at the end of the day, you're second class citizens in, in any other country that is not your own. So even if they have the chance to run away to UK or US or whatever, they're still going to be second class citizens there. So I like the fact that they're trying. But are to, you a second class citizen? In America, I am. I do yeah. believe I am. You think as you a black are? woman, I think I'm a second class citizen in this country, hundred okay, percent. But as a Nigerian. I'm, as far as I can see, Nigerians overseas no, be killing it. When we I'm are under, killing like, it, but we still like don't a second have class citizen in I, London. I, I, you know, but we still don't have the same privileges, really, as okay, as okay. you know, as okay. white people in this country. That's all I'm but saying. But you choose to be I there choose, rather than no. in Nigeria, so you cannot be second class enough that you are not happy. But I, I would prefer to be. No, I would prefer <laughs> I to be in Nigeria. I would yeah. prefer to be in Nigeria. So I, I'm uh, more interested okay. in fixing. And to be honest, as much as I, you know, I was so much more involved and hopeful in NSARS than I probably was in the Black Lives Matter movement because I because I just feel like in this country, no matter what we say, no matter what we do, Black people will never be on top. Whereas in a nation that is of my own and that is a Black-run nation, I have much more interest in that country doing well than I have of America doing well. So that's mm. why I said that, yes, we can go back and say we, they can run back to America, run back to UK, but they will always be second-class citizens. And mm. any country that's not your own will always be second-class mm. citizens. So I feel like, yes, we can say they have, a op- they have an option, but the thing is to fix your mm. own country first. And that's why, and that's mm. why I think that they're... And that's why I, I applaud them. So I think we both applaud them, mm. but for different reasons. Girl, I think that's the perfect <laughs> note to end. And I think we need a, we will have a full episode. We yes, have so. somebody who's going to be our guest, a special guest. We won't mention her yes. name. Um, so we need a full episode on this. But we wanted to get back into the podcast with like, you know, less of a political Absolutely. topic. But we have to speak um, on answers. We have to speak on answers. We, <laughs> we, we must. must we must. <laughs> so welcome back, welcome guys. Welcome back. So glad to be back. Welcome back. back. So <laughs> we have a very interesting topic um, this week. Um, so we have, we've had a lot of life changes that we're going to talk about within the episode. Um, but one of the biggest life changes, um, is that we will both soon be quarantining, um, with our parents. Um, but I've been doing that for almost two That's years. why I said both of us. You, you will be joining Yes, me. I'll be joining. Yes, so, with my mother. Yeah, so I will be <laughs> moving out of the city for a short amount of time, um, and be returning, um, in summer of next year. So we go, yeah, we're going to discuss all the pros and the cons and the ups and downs of quarantining with your parents and really just having adult relationships with your parents um, and all the things that, you know, tips to make our relationships uh, better and really just the challenges that we face, um, not even just living, but just kind of coexisting in adult spaces with our parents. Um, and I think that's going to be a really, it's going to be good therapy, I think. <laughs> Exactly. It'll be therapy for us and hopefully therapy for all of you who are also living with moms and dads in our in our grown old yes, age. Yes, in our old age. In our old age. But of course, <laughs> but we're, go ahead. Go, no, yeah. go ahead. Go on. Okay, we're gonna say the yeah. same thing. We are gonna start off with the what I'm section to tell you guys 
what we have been buying, what we've been watching, what we've been reading, just catch you up on fun things. Uh, that's a short segment that we do in like 10 to 15 minutes before we get into the main topic. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So welcome to our What I'm segment for this week. Um, we have a lot of TV shows and books and things that we want to share with you since you've been out for so long, but we'll try to keep it nice and short and sweet because we have a very interesting uh, main topic. So I will go first with what I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of stuff, um, but I want to talk about the three um, most uh, favorite things I've been watching um, in the past month and a half. So the first one, highly, highly recommended. It's probably top three of my favorite movies that I've watched this year. I'm not saying a lot because I've watched a lot of great movies. Yeah, I've watched a lot of great movies. So it's called The Last Tree and it's on Amazon Prime. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so it's called The British Moonlight. Have you seen Moonlight? Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, so, I, I know Moonlight. Okay, so Moonlight, it, yeah, Moon, gritty film. Yes, Moonlight won an Oscar. So it's it's compared to the British Moon. Uh, it's compared to Moonlight because it's a coming of age story of a of a young black kid, um, and it has a lot of similarities with Moonlight in terms of the you know the fact that the boy comes from a single parent home, but it's a coming of age story about a Nigerian British kid. Um, and it has like Nigerian actors um, in it. It's such a good. I I just can't really talk about how much how good this um this tv show this movie was and i believe it won some award i can't think of it um i think it won one of the sundance awards or something or one of the british based awards um but it's a very very good tv show it's about a a black british kid um nigerian kid who comes from a single parent home in like the the inner city of, of london um it's highly recommended it's called the last treat and it's on um on Amazon Prime, it's directed by a Nigerian British um, man. His name is Shola Amu. Um, really, really highly recommended. Um, great movie, Sounds great actors. Good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the next one is The Queen's Gambit. It's on Netflix. Have you heard about that, Walaka? Yeah, it keeps swapping up on my Netflix. Okay. <laughs> so it's really good. What I like about it, I've, I'm a huge fan of period pieces. Um, and it takes place in the 50s um, and the 60s in the U.S. And it's about this woman who's a chess champion. Um, she was an orphan and she basically, um, you know, uh, gets her, her way through life by playing chess. She's a chess champion. Um, and it's so it's so good. I love the dynamics um, of the relationships that she has with the people in, in the TV show. It's really highly recommended. Oh, because um, it keeps popping up and I was like, hmm, yeah. I will check it out. I'll yeah, it out. it's highly recommended. I like it. Um, it's, it's a period piece, but it's also like very, they're very unusual. Um, so the characters are very unusual for that time period. Um, very nice. feminist and, you know, kind of um, really, really good. And the third one, it's called Industry. It's on HBO Max. And it basically uh, evolves around this Black American woman who goes to the UK to work um, at an investment bank type firm. Um, and it's really good. So it's really just about the challenges that young people have in finance, have in the finance industry. And it talks about drugs and sex and, you know, people doing not so ethical things. And I just love it because you have a finance, you know, type show starring a black American woman who's, she's an amazing actress. She's Say the quite, name again. It's called Industry. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Cause I think I watched one episode of it. Is it a okay. graduate She's yes. it's a finance yep. company. She's recruited, and she yes. makes it. Yes, yes, so funny. Was it? Yeah. It, did you like made it? Me watch that, and I was oh, like, I actually so really good. liked it, but I was really tired that day. 
Yeah, it seems really good. And it reminds yeah. me of my graduate training yeah. in the city in London. I was like, so, whoa, what's going it's on? It's so good. And I, I, so I have a free trial of HBO Max, and I'm considering um, subscribing just because of that TV show. I will um, send you the free website that you can Oh, yes, yeah, so. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. So highly recommend um, Industry and HBO Max, Queen's Gambit on Netflix, and Last True on Amazon Prime. Lucky to you. What you have you been watching? On our yes. Media, so you can what have you? That, Absolutely. Yeah, so I have been, can I start with what I'm reading this week? Oh, sure, so, sure. Yeah, so I oh, I picked up some really nice books. I bought three books from mm. um, Roving Heights, which is a bookstore in Lagos. Mm. So there's amazing bookstores like all over the place in Lagos now. And it's just giving me so much joy because normally when I travel, the first thing I try and buy are new books, particularly fiction. So mm. I bought three new books, but I'm just going to tell you about one that I started reading, which is called Love in Color by Bulu um, Baba Lola. And then I bought the book you recommended, The Vanishing Half, um, oh. as well. Yes. I mean, I'm just so happy that I also <laughs> bought Children of the Blood and Bone. So I'm, I'm basically preparing for my Christmas hauls where all I'm going to do is be lazy and read. <laughs> but I did start loving color. I couldn't help myself. And it's written by um, Zuruba Woman. And it tells stories of love. It, it retells a lot of the Greek mythology and oh. stories about love with African characters. And yes, so and then she puts in her own stories of love between African oh, characters. So it's I a have bunch to get the stories. Oh, I have to get this book. Yeah, I've only read one short story, but literally the one story I read, it like just changed like my week. I like oh I pulled over it. It was like fourteen pages, and I just I paused like after every couple of pages and just like reflected. It was so good. Um, so I'm loving that. And then I'm also reading this uh, nonfiction book called, and I normally don't like talking about nonfiction because I find it very like, you know, it's just like helping me with work. But this one, I do want to. Hold up for a second. So, okay, um, okay. so I'm read- it's called When Execution is Not Enough. And it's a, a McKinsey leadership book. And it's basically about just being a good boss. Mm. Like, it's not all about telling people what to do. It's about creating relationships and giving them vision and inspiration. So it's about being like inspiring people to do their best work rather than expecting your employees to perform when you just give orders. And it is very helpful. Um, yeah. So what have you been, what else have you been up to in this pause? What have you been buying or reading so i just have to say i'm i'm definitely going to add love and color in in to my my book list cuz i'm also the same i've been prepping to buy books um for when i'm going to be uh, away yes. um so yeah I, any story like i just it just sounds amazing to me i love greek mythology but then adding african characters like sign me up for sure yeah. so i'm actually going to go ahead and buy it today probably. Yeah. um <laughs> So what else I've been up to? So I um, bought myself a pre uh, Christmas gift <laughs> to myself in November. So, yes, girl. In November. In Do November. It. So um, I bought myself a pot set. So I know this sounds really boring, oh, wow. but it is the uh, pot set. Oh, so of a pot and pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. They are French. It's a French brand called Lexus. I love that brand. Yeah. You have landed. Yes. So I have landed. (laughs) I love that brand. In in my head, I'm a a wealthy white woman from like the Hamptons. And I need to have things that, you know, wealthy white women in the Hamptons have. And I've been, I've been, 
I've been like craving, I've been trying to buy these pans and they're really expensive. Um, I and them. I found them on, on Macy's for 50% off. So I had to buy them. Um, and please, I literally, please buy came... yeah, so... 50% off. <laughs> 50% off. They were still very expensive. But I 50% do. off. They came in and I literally still have them like in um, the container because I don't plan to open them until I move into my new place um, in, in next year. Love it. <laughs> yeah, my mom is so jealous. So she asked if I was going to bring them home when I move. And I'm like, hell no, they're going into storage. And I will not use them until I'm in my new place. So I'm super happy with them. Um, it's nice to gift yourself things. And I, and I plan to bring them into whatever home I that I have uh, next. That's yeah. That's what I've been buying. Nice. What have, yeah. What have you been watching? Watching. Uh, let me tell you what you've been buying since you, you peppered me. Okay, yes. So I, <laughs> I've not been shopping this year. So when I had yeah. my month off in England, I, I shopped. So I bought my favorite thing that I bought. Beautiful pair of orange um, high heeled slippers. Um, you know, like this very minimalist slipper style yeah. that's going on right now. Normally mm-hmm. black or white, but I got them in orange. We will post them on our that page. That sounds beautiful. I love yes, them. So. They're just making all my outfits pop. And then I also gifted myself. I bought myself, I don't know, Pre-Christmas gift. presents. Not a Christmas present. Because <laughs> it was in October. I bought myself a Monica Veneda um, bracelet. And Ooh. I've given these bracelets out to friends. I think two of my friends in the past, or three, and I bought one for myself in the past, um, and I engraved it. That was when I was 27. And I was like, um, girl, you deserve another one. Um, and I, I just don't buy myself nice jewelry. So I bought myself a really nice gold-plated bracelet. And they're kind of like, if you know the Monica Veneda sets, they're like friendship bracelets. But I bought one that is all gold-plated, so it's not, it doesn't have any cloth on it. Um, and it's lovely. And I wear it almost every day now. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I'm so for gifts for yourself because um, you just have to treat yourself. I think, especially now, one of the repercussions of COVID is that we're just all home buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's nice to treat yourself every once in a while. So I'm all for, for sure. Um, so what are spending you grateful money on for? So I have been grateful for um, just with everything that's been going on with COVID and you know people getting sick and job losses. I'm so grateful for um, having my my job um Uh for for many reasons right for the uh, ability to pay my bills and to you know spend money on things that I want to spend money and I have to kind of stress financially but then also um I uh actually thought I uh, had COVID in the beginning of the pandemic and I have to go to the hospital um and if anyone knows hospitals or healthcare in the U.S. Um, it is extremely expensive. And from the onset of COVID, my employer said any cost, any medical cost related to, to COVID, um, they would in, they would insure 100%. So even though you have insurance in the US, you have co-pays and you have percentages that your insurance will only pay up to a certain percentage. So I went to the hospital, I went to the ER um, for two hours. My medical bill was almost $10,000. Because yes, for two hours of care. Um, and I probably, yeah, America. and yes, yeah, so, and mind you, I was actually in Jersey, so I was technically out of, um, out of state or out of my coverage network. So another great thing about America is that if you're not in a particular zone, um, you, you have to pay more because, you know, they're out of network. So not only did, you know, it didn't matter that I was out of network, they covered the bill a hundred percent. So I paid nothing. I, I would probably have That's usually amazing. have to pay maybe, yeah, 1500 to 2000. 
um, of that $10,000 bill, but they cover it everything 100%. Yeah, just having a, a company like that one, and then two, just being able to still get a bonus in 2020 and still, um, you know, get a promotion and all these things. Um, and just really having a great team and a team that trusts me. Um, and just really just extremely grateful for, you know, God to provide me just a great job. Um, with a great company, um, and a God. company that's weathered. Yeah, and well done, you. Company that's weathered. COVID. Really yeah, thank you. I mean, it, I mean, thank well you. done, you. Thank yes. You. So, what are you grateful I'm for? I'm grateful for, uh, yeah, just like for the here and the now, like just for like, yeah, you know, I've yeah. just been reflecting a bit, and I'm just very grateful for, yeah, God's provision. I was reflecting a bit about the last two years since I came back to Lagos because it clocked two years on October 30th. And yeah, it has been good. Like, it's so easy to get bogged down. Amen. In, oh, I want this and I want that. But it's like reflecting, you're like, damn, God's been good. So I'm just grateful for, yeah, that has all the great, gifts in yeah. my life. And, you know, you're talking about healthcare. When I um, was in England over October, I did all my healthcare and just the ease of it. Like, I, I always took the NHS for granted when I was living in England. But now I'm in Lagos, um, I don't take it for granted. And, you know, like, just being able to do my checkup and get my, all my prescription paid for. Uh, yeah, I'm just very, very, very grateful. I just, I don't take it for granted anymore. So that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. But I will also end by plugging uh, three shows that I've been watching. Um, the Crown, that Princess Diana season started last weekend so if you haven't started watching princess diana watch watch the crown it's it's very good um and then something that has been incredible which i read about in vogue i read about it in um the american vogue uh september issue lovecraft country it's a show that is done by jordan peele who did get out and jj mm-hmm. abrams of the new star wars oh it is um it's just very different it's I, I, I would never have come across it if I didn't read about it in Vogue. And I don't even know how to describe it without taking away from it. But if you know J.J. Abrams, he normally does like fantasy, sci-fi. sci-fi yeah. So it's got a sci-fi element, which is not me. People know that I ain't, I ain't looking for sci-fi. But it has got this whole other element of uh, Black American culture and history. So th- when you start the show, so you I- do not know it's sci-fi. And that's what makes it so powerful to me. And then it, it comes in and out of sci-fi. So I, I can't recommend it enough. So I heard about it and I think so. I've, I just, I think that with all the trauma that's been going on this year with like Black Lives Matter movement, I'm just so cautious of like kind of reeling in that trauma because I have heard about it and I've heard it's really highly recommend, recommended. But like, I know it has like a lot of like, black trauma in it yes if um, i was so I american think, or yeah america, i don't think that would be the moment i would love to watch it yeah but being outside so of america been, it's really cool i've been um avoiding it but i think i'll, I'll probably start watching i'll probably start watching it after i finish watching um some of the other yeah. tv shows but i've heard and i liked um one the, the main actress journey smollett Yes, she's um, great. I've been following she's her. So yeah, so maybe good. I'll watch it. But yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. It is it, it definitely. I just stopped. Like the first two episodes were almost like movies for me. I kept saying, "Is it? Is this a movie or a TV show?" Because they packed in so much. Oh, it was so powerful. Wow. That I was like, "This is a film. There can't be an episode two. Then there was an episode two, which was <laughs> equally powerful. So I was like, no, 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 no. This is, I couldn't believe a whole show. The content is oh, very wow. um, good. 
but it is it is yeah. heavy at points but it's also heavy? funny yeah. and yeah. fun at points so there's a balance okay yeah okay Right, maybe I have to watch it. <laughs> and the last thing is, I finally watched the um, graphic animation Up, which I think everybody else in the world. Oh, has I oh, loved I Up! It. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it's just so fun it's and uplifting. So cute. Like everybody it's needs so to watch cute. this film. It will just teach you about life and, like, yeah, living your best life. It's a cartoon, but it's yeah. amazing. So one of my favorite things to, to end. Um, since you talked about that, one of my favorite things to do is to go on Pinterest and look at Disney facts. <laughs> um, and just like think Disney princesses, like animated. I honestly, I literally spend my nights doing that. And um, I was, I remember reading a fact about Up and the little kid that plays he's um, real, the he's character. Real. He's real. And they made him like, when there was a scene of him running, they actually physically made him run. So he would actually be out of nah. breath. It, like to simulate, yeah. And I know this is like I go on Pinterest and I read Disney facts all day. Oh no, my gosh! Yeah, um, I, I yeah. heard that. I heard that that he's real, and that fascinated me to no end. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, that was a very uh, great segment. We packed a if lot into it. We can it, say so, so ourselves. <laughs> yes, sir. Exactly. Yes. I, I, you know what? That was a very I, great I get segment. A lot of, like, absolutely. I get a lot of friends who say like they love our recommendations. Oh, okay. So. People say it too. It's not just us. I can't just say it. It wasn't that said it. <laughs> well, it's not just me. But yeah, it was a great segment if I, if I must say myself. Um, so we will post all of these recommendations, both the books and the TV shows. And, yes, um, we will. Yeah, we'll just TV shows and books. And pictures of on, our On our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and pictures of our, and our pop. Yes. <laughs> on our Instagram channel, plug for our Instagram channel, Other Side of the Atlantic on IG. Um, and that this is where the segment will end and we will go into the main topic next. So welcome to our main topic for this week um, on quarantining with your parents and adult relationships um, with your parents while you're quarantining with them. <laughs> and in general, just, yeah, and in just general. learning about your new self while you're stuck at home with parents yeah. when you would otherwise and be married with kids. Yeah, and since we're not, we're we're st- stuck with our moms. <laughs> um, so we're gonna. First... Guess I'm not coming to the room as we're talking, <laughs> or, or or call us as we're recording. So before Man. I get into before I get into this uh, the episode, so I made the mistake of I bought a um, Amazon Alexa like video. So I had an Alexa before, but it wasn't a video, and I bought a video, and I made the mistake of allowing, giving access to my mom to drop in on me. So what drop in um, is on Alexa is that you can basically just drop in like visually with audio without having to call. So it doesn't ring. You don't have to push answer. It will just drop in and the person will appear on your Alexa That was your biggest mistake. My mistake. So my mom will drop in any time of the day. That means they can call you without even calling you. Without calling me. Does she hear you too? She hears me. So she hears me and she sees me, but I blocked my camera. So all that she can do is just hear me and I have to open my camera. But now now I have it on Do Not Disturb because if it wasn't on Do Not Disturb, she would have probably dropped in on me like three times. But like, imagine if I was like, if I had like, had a guy over and she just drops in and just sees like <laughs> me. I just don't know how you gave her that access. I, and you just have some new boo. I'm telling Netflix you. and chilling with you. Your mama's just gonna and be watching my, you guys. And just drops, doesn't call. It literally just video just starts to show. <laughs> so what a mistake I made. What a mistake. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, what a mistake. So, 
yeah, back to the episode. So we're going to each um, give a background on our current uh, quarantine situations. I will start. Um, so I, I'm currently living alone. But like I said, my lease is up in December. Um, and I've been working from home since March. And I will continue to work from home until at least July, if not further. So I made the decision um, to give up my lease because as much as I love my apartment and love being in D.C., I only I moved here for work. Um, and it just really gives me time to um, save some money up um, towards a, a deposit for a house and then just spend time with my family and travel. Um, so I will be moving next month and be with my mom probably for about, oh, my parents, sorry, for about five to six months. Um, so yeah, that's my current situation. I just What's love it? it. I just think it's so wise. You're my second friend <laughs> put like leaving their rent in an expensive city. My other friend is in New York. It's just yeah. like, you're going to save so much money. Absolutely. Um, and this COVID where you can work from anywhere, mm-hmm. like power to you. And your parents <laughs> will love you for it. They will be so happy. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was home about, I was home a few weeks ago for a week and I'm like, God, oh, this isn't so bad. Um, so that was but, a week, girl. We it was a week. Months like uh, it was, yeah. So, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. What so that's, what, that's what the episode is about. We're gonna break it down the pros yeah. and the cons of living with your mother as an adult. I love how we just keep saying mother because there's normally moms. <laughs> Dad will let yeah. dads will let you be, but living with mommy is very different. Yes, sir. So yeah. what is your so current me, situation? My, yeah. yeah, my situation is I've been living with my mom since May 2019. Um. So what is that? Like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, I had not lived with my mom like all my life, right? I went to boarding school at age 10 in a different country. And then I did like university and all that stuff away and worked in other countries. And I think it cut out. I lived with my mom for like six months yeah. when I first moved back to Lagos before Shade and I met. Um, and yeah, so that's like my relationship with my mom before this period where I've now lived with her for a year and a half. And so many, so many good things. But today we just want to talk about <laughs> like relearning who you are as an adult, living with your and who your parents are, and who your parents are, and and who who your parents parents are, are too. As, yeah, yeah, so true. yeah, as adults, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, to help us guide this conversation, we found a really great article that we will share um, in the notes of this podcast as well as on the Instagram. Um, and the article is from theAtlantic.com, and it's entitled it's titled. The new boomerang kids could change American views on living at home. So the first thing is, what is a boomerang kid? Because this is my first time hearing of this uh, term. And boomerang kids are kids like a boomerang who just move in, in and out of your parents' place. Because, you know, you throw boomerangs when they come back to you. <laughs> Which I think is a, it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah. Um, so there's, And I, I, I can kind of say I've been a boomerang kid. Um, I lived... I went to school away. So I lived with my parents until I was 18, went to college away, moved um, to New York for like a year, came back for like two. And Where then your parents? Had give the, us a setting. In, so my parents are in South Jersey, in New Jersey. Which is not um, so far from New York. It's not, yeah, not so far from New York. So I've, and then since I, since I left for Nigeria in 2015, I saved my parents for like three months before I moved to D.C., um, so I've been out of my house, my parents' house for about five years, but prior to that, I was in and out. But I'm, you know, five years ago, I was 26. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
I can kind of say I'm a boomerang king, and I'm a proud, I'm a proud boomerang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so we just want to share, highlight some statistics. No, no, wait, sorry, are... I just had like penny drop in my own head. I'm also a boomerang yeah. kid. I never thought I would identify. I thought I was all grown. I live alone. I do me. Exactly. But no, I'm. I've been with my mom for yeah a year and a half, and then I did live with my mom as I said like three years ago when I soft landing into Lagos, and you know. Also, you know, privilege of being Nigerian kids, your home is always your home. So even like in UK, I live with my mom anytime she was around. Um, so yeah, my goodness, penny drop. I am a boomerang. <laughs> but I mean, in our culture, you do not live leave home until you are married. Like you just no. know. And it's not it's not a big deal. And then to, to be honest, I think we're both mature boomerang kids and that we've always had jobs, right? So it wasn't like we were just sitting in the basement not doing it. <laughs> Well, we well for even if <laughs> really? lately, even if like yeah. obviously my you know last six years or so, but before then it was like oh, mommy paid for everything, daddy paid for everything. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I we'll get into that. Yeah, we're both proud boomerang kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, some some some, some statistics. Um, on you know boomerang kids and really just uh, boomerang kids in in the pand- pandemic. So these are a bit old because. Statistics are the general. I'm sorry, the articles from I think June or July, and it's now October, and things have changed rapidly during Corona. So one of the um, one of the stats from the article is that um, since um, from March, April, and May of this year, 2.9 million adult parents moved in with their parent or grandparent. That is a ton. It's about a million a month from March to May, and I'm pretty sure it's probably even much more now. Um, and like, well, like I said, uh, it's a lot of uh, people from high, uh, high cost of living cities like DC and New York and San Francisco, who've now moved to back home where their parents live in cheaper suburbs, um, and, or rural towns. And what it's really doing, um, what I found is that the rental market here is down about 10, 15% when it comes to rent prices, but the home home market is up. Like I look for homes every day in this area and they like get bought up within days of being listed. But you'll find very much so in DC and New York City and San Francisco where there's like two months free rent because people are moving out. That's, that um, is crazy, two months free yeah. rent? Two months free rent. I can yep. work from anywhere. I'm just gonna leave Lagos and come and live for two months. And after two months, I'll leave. Seriously, seriously, seriously. What? So I, it's crazy, but I also love it because it just shows you how inflated these markets yes. are. Yes, like we, we're the ones who are going there, making these cities popping and hot, and we yes. just can't afford to do it anymore. So, like, and even those who can't afford it, like myself, I'm just like, what? What's the point? Like, what's the point? I'm gonna go home. Yeah, I'm gonna go home, save my money that I would have spent in rent, um, and you know, hopefully be able to buy. A Girl, house. I'm so, so with yeah. you. Like, even when I was back in yeah. London, I was surprised. Because, like, friends of mine who were, like, diehard London people, they had moved to, like, their parents' homes far away in the suburbs. Yes, they were like, why yes, would I spend this money? Like, you know, diehard. So, it's like, the idea of the city is also being challenged during COVID. Yeah. This idea of, like, you must live in, in New York. You must live in London. No, you mu- You don't have to if you're working from home. You don't. And it is people, you the young people who are forking out all this money for rent that actually build these cities. And when we can... Live- and who forego... Huh? And who forego co- life commitments like buying a house Thank because you. we can't afford to buy houses. 
absolutely like screw that yeah we're like we're like literally we're taking over all segments of society when it comes to like race when it comes yes. to economic equality <laughs> like we're, we're we're tired millennials we're tired <laughs> millennials are done you guys stay here you guys stay here parents and watch age, they property. were not renting yeah. renting okay okay no. they were actually renting but they were renting in places to build you know like a family life not like us we are just renting to work even more watch and watch these property houses go down we built up these cities and now we're choosing to leave so watch your property houses <laughs> and your no yes. yeah, so watch your property houses go down please we're tired <laughs> <laughs> so another statistics from this article is that um by 2018 about 25 million younger adults um in the age range of 25 oh sorry from 18 to 34 were living at home um and i that's probably doubled by now to be honest especially with covid and the last stat from the article is that um, living with one's parents became the most common living arrangement for Americans between 18 to 34. So between the age, age range of 18 to 34, there are more uh, people living with their parents than there are romantic partners, crazy. which is mind-boggling, which is mind-boggling. It is so crazy. Like, I'm, li- I'm crazy. listening to your statistics, like, sitting in Lagos, right? And in Lagos, it's very different because <laughs> you just live with, you live with your parents and you get married. But then, you know, for someone like me who has grown up outside Lagos and not live with my parents, right, period. Um, And I'm like, ah, but life abroad is based on you either live alone or if you like fall in Mm -hmm. love, you live with your boyfriend. So this statistic that living with parents, even in the Americas. In America. (laughs) In America, more people live with mom and dad than with my boo. That is like, whoa. Or my husband. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And it just really just, you know, it really goes to show you. I, I was reading something that cost of living. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this is related to education. But it was like the cost of a college degree has gone up by like 318% since 1980. But incomes have remained stagnant. Hilarious. So it just shows you that our, our living expenses education renting you know housing prices have gone up but our stag- our, our salaries are stagnant. are stagnant people just really just can't afford can't. it and it's like yeah. it's interesting because yeah. it like that dynamic of the economics of it all affects like our sociological how we live and who we are like yeah. we like yeah. i just live with my roommate and share this like you'll be sharing a very tiny place in london or new york and you'll be paying <laughs> most of your salary and it's like you know let me just live with mommy and daddy and let me just have respect myself. But in the past, it was like, <laughs> it was embarrassing to live with mom and dad. I was like, no, you better live with your friends like 30 minutes from the office max. You don't live with your mom and dad. But now it's like, we're all so much more real. I just think things have changed. Like people are just- And the shame has now. removed from it. Yeah, I feel like the shame. <laughs> and again, and we're, we're both um, working women and make really good money. So I think it's, for us, Amen. it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so- so for like for me, for me, yeah, yes. Yeah, so. so it's really not, we don't need to, right? I could, I could very well stay here and pay my rent and still be financially okay. I just don't want to stay here anymore. I'm just like, what's the point? Like, yeah, I, I'd rather be way. able to save up. My, yeah. yeah. Why use my money when there's literally nothing? The, the city is dead. The yeah. Now that the dead. city is like, not a city period. because of COVID, there's no need to be. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. So, yeah. So I think the stigma and the shame has kind of been removed because yeah. of COVID, really. It's kind of like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go into the challenges of co-habitating <sighs> parents. Um, 
Sarvalake, because you are the queen of cohabitating with your parents yeah. in, this, in this relationship. Um, we're gonna ask, we're gonna start with okay. you and ask you to tell us all the challenges okay. in the past eighteen months. So as we said, we're talking about living with parents, but we're both actually talking about our moms mainly because my dad <laughs> has not been around for the last uh, yeah like a year. He's been overseas living his best life. And I told him I won't come and see him. And he told me, do not come because he knows me. Uh, yes, he said, don't come. But you cannot sit still that you will bring Kobe to the house. So dad and I oh. just do video calls. So it's, it's just me, me and my mama. And um, yeah, so I think first challenge of like living with parents, living with moms, because moms are more in your life, in your face. That's why it's mm. tougher. You, can, you cannot be so much yourself with your mom because they are used to you being that little girl that they made you do everything. Yeah. So the number one is having two queens of the house. Me, I am used to living alone, <laughs> whether I was London, New York, Denmark, decorate my house, have my friends around on this day, leave everything a mess because I am messy. And now it's like, it was my mom who's like her own queen, who's like, no, in my house, you do this. In my house, you wash up at this time. In my house, you eat this. And yeah, like we're just both used to doing things our own way. So it is very tough, like as an adult, like always having to submit and be like, okay, mommy, okay, mommy. And then not having these grown up discussions of, okay, mom, that is not okay with me. And, you know, as an African child, when you now start telling mommy, that one is not okay with me, that mommy, I don't like this. So let me give, let me give an example. So for example, um, me, so one of the things I put down as a challenge is having to put up things that you will not choose yourself. So me, I do not like the culture of house help living in your house every single day. You wake mm. up in the morning, you see your house help. It goes better than I see your house help. You're not my best friend. I didn't need you here. It's like a cleaner. A cleaner should come and go. Whereas my own mom, super traditional, house help lives with you. House help does everything. You cannot cope without your house help around to like do everything. At every moment she needs her house help to do it for her. She cannot do it for herself. <laughs> and so like for me, that has been tough because I really like my own privacy. I do not like strangers around you are not my friend you know and I do, I do not like especially drivers in the house you know I really let the driver enter the front room drop the keys I don't like them to see what's going on in my home my mom will let them walk in help her carry bag here carry this one here I don't I don't like that so you know just a challenge of like having to not be the boss and not do things your own way and I think it's it's almost a parallel to difficulties in marriage <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. two adults now submitting to two world views and with parents is the same even though they brought you up you have now grown up and you have your own idea of how you want to live so it's like ah mommy i cannot just i don't like this thing that you do yes you cannot now come and tell Nigeria mom that you do not like this thing so especially with you yeah. you having like not even just lived grown up and you lived Thank apart you. and lived in different countries and and you frame different mindsets that are completely different Thank from your mom, you. both culturally and then just also generation. Girl, preach culture um, and having is a to huge and ha- one, generation just yeah, like puts it up. Yeah, what about you? What are the main that, challenges yeah. you think? Because I mean, for you, this is a big move moving back home. Because I see yeah. you as like independent so, DC girl. That's how Shadi is in my mind. So I'm like, Shadi <laughs> now moving back home. Hey, what's gonna happen? Yeah, so it's the same thing, obviously, with my mom is having not really just having two queens, but my mom, God bless her. Her way must be the way. <laughs> and my and she will like not, all our moms. Like I yes, but for me, I am the one person in my mom's life who challenges her more than mm-hmm. anyone and who won't let her impose her opinions on myself. On my on my on me. My mom, it's like she pushes her own ideas 
what she says must be the way. And I'm like, no. Mm. So I have a, a short a, a story to tell. So like I'm moving and I'm putting myself into storage. So first of all, my mom wants to be involved in every life decision, whether they be small or big. Like if I look for an apartment, she says, send me the apartment. I'm like, are you sure my rent? <laughs> what must you? Why must she see this apartment? So, so simple storage units, simple storage units. I looking for okay, someone keeps trying to call me. I'm so was, sorry. Please continue your yeah. story. Yeah. So I'm looking for a storage unit, and um, I found one. It was actually quite expensive. Um, and I told my mom, she's like, "Ah, that's so expensive." But I'm like, I'd rather have my stuff sitting in one place, and then also sitting um, near the city because I plan to come back here in spring, um, early summer. So she says, "Why don't you put your plate, your things in?" Um, your uncle's uh, house. My uncle lives in Philadelphia, which is like two hours from here. And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, why don't you put it in your aunt's house who lives in Maryland? And I'm like, no, I'm going to put it in storage. So what does my mom do? She doesn't listen to me and respect my decisions. She instead calls my uncle in Philadelphia behind my back and asks her if I, if I ask him if I can yeah. put my things there. And I'm like, and then my and then my uncle calls me and was like, oh, your mom called and um, she wants to know, she said that you wanted to store your things in my place. I was like, what? Yay, love. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, and, I call, and I said, I, so my mom, it's like, even when you tell her no, she'll go back. Why do they like do this, Sadie? Why do they yeah. do this? My mother is the same. I have no idea. So that's like the biggest thing um, is that like, it's my decision. I'm an adult. It's my money. It's my mm-hmm. choice. End of story. So that's really, and like, and sometimes I'll be a contrarian with my mom just to be a contrarian. Cause I feel like so many people, she's so used to people agreeing with her, even not out of like actually agreeing with her or just out of just be like, shut up. And I will agree. Like, so I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with you just because you think it's right. So that's really the biggest thing. And also with you um, having my own habits, I I wake up at eight. My parents are up at like seven, six sometimes. I I I'm, I'm I go to sleep sometimes at like midnight or or one, and my parents mm-hmm. go to sleep at like ten, right? So having that difference in like just schedules, I will leave right now. I have dishes in my sink from two days ago. My parents wash mm-hmm. dishes every single night. So just having that kind of like kind Girl, of you different schedules, and obviously too. having that's to respect. That's fight in my house. You must yeah. wash all the dishes yes. before you get to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so they just having that separate space and then also realizing my parents have to realize that like and same with your mom like my life is separate from no, theirs right Shadi, you are an home, extension of like, your mother yeah you are not a separate human being you are an extension you are almost like her arm like seriously they literally exactly they, they cannot separate themselves from you that's how i feel with my mom my mom like she literally we are, even sometimes seriously. says we and i'm so perplexed she will be like you know we need to do this and we need to think about this and i'm literally like what did we did did you and we? i have a conversation she'll be like yeah you know we need to be seriously. better with the driver we need ah. to make sure the driver knows his position and i'm like we i, I do i treat the driver like x what does you and i she, she wouldn't even have had a conversation with me. She just assumes to know what is in my head. They literally assume that the way they think is the way you think. And it's just like, oh. My mom will literally say, okay, she wants to do this. Right? It always starts out with her <laughs> wanting to do this. But then she'll be like, oh, 
call this. And I'm like, no, I'm not helping. My mom will like come up with something to do and will always try to drag me into it. By oh my God. And I'm like, no, you chose this. It's You're amazing doing it. I'm not how they are. With it. And they your don't choice. do this with It is sons, your choice. Because I have Absolutely. a brother and it is entirely yeah. different. There's so much more space and like yeah. mutual respect. And I'm like, Mommy, it's not everything that we are the same and we do together. Everything we do together. I'm like, what will happen when I'm not married? And then I now have friends who are married and they Seriously. have the same struggle. They're like, this is how my mom treats my husband, though. Now, when me and my husband chill out with my mom, mommy is not nice. Mommy expects me to like do things for her before I do things for me and my husband. And I'm like, yo, it's just weird. I mean, I'm sure when we are moms, we will get it more. But for now, I'm like, Give me space. Yeah. Give me space. I love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, give, give me space. Seriously. Give me space. And then also realize that I'm an adult with my own opinions. Like one of the things, the biggest thing with my mom is like food. She thinks <laughs> that I want to eat jollof rice, ebba, pounded yam every single day. And I'm like, can I get a kale, a kale smoothie? Like, to I, like, mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, Exactly. As much as I love Nigerian healthy food, food, I also like, like my house. Yeah, you know, I'm like, mommy, please my healthy food. more fruits, more this. Then she would like, she would like go over to get me all the nicest fruit. Then I'll now feel guilty. And obviously, obviously, she does so much more than me. She's so much more than me. Than me. Then next, next three weeks, we'll eat straight mm-hmm. beans, yam. I'm like, mommy, I'm like, mommy, I can't deal with all the oil. She's like, oh, but it's olive oil. It's good for you. I'm like, mommy, it's not good for my Seriously. Way. I'm like, I'm like, oh. my, I tell my mom. I tell my mom I, I don't want carbs. My mom said but beans, <laughs> and I said beans have carbs. But yeah, I'm like, are you mad? The food thing is a major thing, especially if you are not willing to do the work that your mom is willing to do. Because my mom will do the work. You know, she will go to the market. She will cook. Will yeah, your mom, mom is a cooking queen, and so queen. is mine. My mom so is I'm a like, cook. I'm too lazy to cook. I do not cook. I don't do anything. So that's another huge Seriously. thing in our house. I don't do nothing. I'm like, that's what the house help is there for. I, I actually all I do is maximum wash plates. I, I have not cooked in the eighteen months we've been together. I have cooked one omelette, and so my mom is like, "Are you? Are you? You're so ungrateful. You treat me like a house help." And I'm like, "Mommy, oh. no. I don't want you to do nothing either. Let us tell the chef and the house help to do. That's why they don't do nothing." Why are they here? They're they not doing that. Why are you doing the work? And they just want to put all the stress on their heads so they can say that they are martyrs. That look at oh, that's so funny. for you. I'm like, they don't do it. I'm like, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for so everything I, you do. Uh, but yeah. it's just like, it's a lot. You know, as much as you're grateful, it's just tough. But we'll go on mm-hmm. to the good things too because I, I hope this doesn't sound like a rant. I am so grateful. Yes, we're going that, through uh, it. Man. Yeah, and one of the... Yes, absolutely. So one of the good things I will, you know, say with my mom is that I, I do cook, but my mom, she loves to cook. So when I am with her, I let her cook. But I, I also, to counter that, I'm also the cleaner. My mom's messy and I'm super neat. And my mom loves to cook. And my mom loves to cook. I, I love to cook too, but I know that because she does mm. that, like loves to cook, I leave it to her. So I think we balance out in that way is that like, I'm the one who always makes sure everything is straight up in the house. I vacuum my juice. And that's that, that my mom doesn't. Not that she doesn't, but she'd rather like make sure the, the kitchen is like she clean and yeah i love that you guys have that compliments each other i think like for me and my mom we do like a lot of us do both of us watching netflix like i always say my mom has shadi's taste in netflix 
So my mom brings me all the coolest shoes. Yes, which is my a great taste. the loveliest wine. <laughs> and she makes sure we have, like, really good quality, like, food. So, like, you know, all these things that I, I know that if I was alone, I would just be living like a pauper. I'll be drinking cheap wine and eating cheap food <laughs> and, like, take out all the time, right? So, like, like we compliment in that yeah. she does all those things for me. And I'm not really sure what I bring to the table. I bring fun. I'm such a fun person to live with. Oh, you bring fun. You bring like company. company. And you I'm bring so company. fun. I'm so cheerful. Then I have like fun yeah. friends. So yeah. I bring that side. Absolutely. Um, and then I brought the dog. When I brought my dog, I was afraid that mommy will be furious. <laughs> and it was so funny because my mom told me that, you know, this is what your father did oh. to me 30 years ago. That my father bought a dog without telling oh. her. And I was like, hey, Lord. But now she loves the dog more than me. He did not oh, tell, you tell her. her? <laughs> my I didn't tell her either. You didn't, you I didn't tell her about the dog? Ten days you, before uh, the dog died. Oh. I knew she would say no. That's lots of notice. notices, isn't it? So I, I, I mean, I don't know what I bring to the table, but I bring fun. I bring company. I bring, like, you, you know. You but do. I do know she does most of the work. She does the hard graph. She does the management of the home. I, I, I ain't got that Aww. in me. Managing house help and driver. I'm, I'm not yet at that level. I can't. I cannot deal with Nigerian stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I would before we go into the benefits, I want to just say you and your mom and I are like soulmates because I am so into like yes. the good wine, the good cheeses, the good foods, the organic food. Like I, I, I literally bought like love dollars cheese yesterday <laughs> to have with my to have with my Girl. wine to have with my wine to have yeah, with my fresh ones. wine, um, my Bordeaux. So yes, yeah, so you have to listen. I am all about the luxuries um, in life. Life is too stressful. No, literally, I'm so good at the nicest wine. I hate. I sometimes I hate buying wine in restaurants or going to people's houses. I'm like, your wine is not nice. Like, I'm just, I'm so spoiled. <laughs> like, it's not nice now. Let me just drink the wine from home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> After you, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're going to go on to the benefits of living yeah. um, at home with your parents in Malacca. Benefits. I, I think I kind of kicked that off a little bit. You know, I said, mm-hmm. you know, fun, people helping you. And then also, like, just the emotional support. So I think the toughest thing to live with your parents is the emotional like that you feel it's tough emotionally that competing for dominance and you know like trying to be yourself we just Mm -hmm. getting a hold of this adulting thing and then all of a sudden you're like taking 15 years backwards with your parents because you're now not allowed to like be fully an individual for me that's kind of the toughest thing like having to like fight about things that I just am that's how I want to do things but on the flip side the benefit is you also get this unquestioning unequivocal emotional support where is you have your biggest cheerleader with you there's no bigger cheerleader in life than a mother right and like everything you do listen i've been watching literally and my mom would decide to come and sit next to me watch tv or something and i've been a work meeting and she'll hear me and she'll hear me maybe concede to someone else's argument then she'll start saying no no what you said was right yes stand up for yourself yes push yourself and it's like you can never have a cheerleader like your mom like so like even with my mom during covid oh, has been revolutionary from even my confidence at work like literally like simple wow. things meeting she would just listen to half the meeting after me she'd be like but you know you gave in a bit too much or you know that you actually had a better argument than that person or you know that actually your own point was this that why do you why, why did you concede <laughs> and i'm like damn like everybody needs that cheerleader oh, i love that seven so like I am seriously like eternally grateful for that. There's like that. There's nothing like that. Like there's no even friend like that. A mother is is really your mother that must is always in your corner always. So that that has been the major benefit Absolutely. this year. It's been really an encouragement for me having her around with all the work work and stress. 
Amen. What about you? So, so for me, um, definitely the bonding um, component only because, um, so I, I, you know, I was in Nigeria for like two years. My mom actually um, would spend quite a bit of time in Nigeria, but when she, she wouldn't spend so much time in Lagos. So I've just been away from my parents and even moving to DC, it is a bit, it's about four hours from Jersey. And then um, also my mom's actually gone for most of this year in Nigeria. So I haven't really spent a lot of time with my parents um, really, you know, since I, since 2015, right? So just that bonding um, with, uh, with your parents, just being in the same household, um, you know, my, just my parents and me. Um, and it's just nice to be able, and also I think it's nice for them not to have that, um, yeah. just them yeah, by themselves all the time. <laughs> so I'm a buffer. So I'm a buffer. So I'm a buffer for them. And I think that it, yeah. it, it for sure helps them. I know for sure. Um, um, so then also another positive thing is like, um, watching TV shows with my mom. My mom and I have some of the similar tastes, mostly different, but some of the similar tastes. And I remember when I was home um, a few weeks ago for a week, we were watching this TV show together on Netflix. And like, because I stay up later um, than her, I would watch Aww. it when she goes to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so terrible. And she would come back in the morning and she would like never ask to go back. Whereas if I miss 20 oh minutes, gosh, we must start the episode again. <laughs> Our mom is so kind. My mom would be like, don't worry, I can watch it. My mom would be like, don't worry, if you go ahead of me, I'll watch it in my spare time. She doesn't mind. She watches most shows three times. Like she says, I don't oh. catch it the first time, so I watch it. She's so patient oh, with wow. me. Yes, me, if she goes ahead of me, I'm like, ah, wow. what did you do? <laughs> exactly. I remember, I think I don't I, I think I might have been like even there, but like on my phone or something. I missed two episodes. My mom watched it. We had to go oh back. My gosh, so I'm like, selfish. no, I have to go back. I don't know what happened in these two episodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're so terrible. We're so terrible. So just having having that bonding time with them. Um yeah, just like so like running errands oh, with so my parents. Cute. I like drive them around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like running errands with them and then also just helping them out with like you know the technologies and the yes, phones and stuff like that's that that's a like, major thing in my uh, house you know yeah so just help yeah yeah so helping them around and then also just like the benefit of being home being in my hometown um is just really seeing like my old friends so I have a one friend that I'm particularly really close to um and I you know known her since high school my, my, yeah so just like the benefits of being school, back home was, not necessarily you know. parents yeah yeah home. absolutely the, the place that you know yeah very well yeah it's a difference seriously seriously and this and this particular yeah and this particular friend um she's actually like eight months pregnant with her second child and I wasn't there for her first child her first child's about six um I wasn't really there for most of his you know childhood or most of you know his life um and being there for, like the second one and getting to be there like when the second one's born and then kind of getting to you know be there for the first few months I'm so excited because I love babies and I love new babies so I'm really excited um that you know she's gonna you know That's have her so baby nice. as I'm timing. coming into town so, I'm really so should we quickly do some yeah. tips yeah. I know we've gone over with time yeah. but we'll do like 30 seconds each sure tips on how to survive and thrive cohabiting with parents so do you want to go first yeah Sure. So um, my first tip, um, and this is something that we both will be doing um, in the next month. So my first tip okay, is... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm rushing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, we've gone well, over. My first... Okay. I just... 
Okay. Well, I, my first tip is to travel as much as you can um, in between spending time with your parents because you're now saving so much money. Um, spend so a little true. bit of that on yourself. Um, so I will be actually, yeah, I will actually be yeah! traveling to Mexico for Shout quite a bit of time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I will be, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I will be, I will be in Mexico for about Amazing. a month and a half. Um, I'm super excited. Um, so, yep. Um, other quick tips, um, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't pick fights over small things. If you, you know, some, if you see a fight coming, just try to end it and, and diffuse it as, as much as you can. And just, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and then also be open to dialogue when issues do arise. So as much as I don't believe in sweating the small stuff, if it is something that you see as an issue, just, communicate. just talk to them. You're both adults. You're no longer the kid. Yeah, yeah, communicate. You're no longer a kid. Even though you will always be forever their child, you're not like a, a child anymore. So just be be open to communicating and having, you know, conflict resolution with your parents. I love them. Yeah, Those so are my mine, tips. What about yours? I agree with the travel. <laughs> Get out. Like my month away was wonderful. Like just for both of us, really missed each other. And it just gave me space. Um, and then enjoy it. Yeah. Like it's actually not going to last forever. And it's going to become like the good old days. Like, oh, mommy, when we get together, we used to do this thing. We used to watch these things. Do this. I remember how we used to do with the puppy. <laughs> so actually just en- enjoy the present. And then I like, create some fun things that you do together. Some things that you look forward to doing together. Because you can cohabit and literally live in the same house, but not do much together. So like whether it's a TV show yeah. or like in particular, like wine that you like to open on Friday or you say, you know, like, do that thing and enjoy it and then like create some boundaries and be like open and expressing what they are and do it in kindness right so like amen to boundaries do not be afraid you're no longer a child the thing that the thing that you is a deal breaker for you share that with your parents you don't need to use the word deal breaker but like tell your mom like hey for me it is important that like in the mornings i like quiet so please let's not have the house help in the house so that's my own rule house help cannot come into the house to about 10 because i like to pray in the morning i like quiet in the morning i don't want people around oh, I, and they must leave the house by seven or eight i do not like people around and like say it's in love explain where you're coming from do not just say this is what i want explain why you want it and if you explain why and you rationalize it your mother or your father will understand right you're not a child and then my fourth one is communicate Amen. communicate communicate don't imagine that they can read your mind tell them and then my lo- final one is you're no longer. Oh, you said I had 30 okay, seconds. This is my So you're no longer now. a child. Sorry, you're no, longer <laughs> no a I'm child. kidding. I'm kidding. So it has to be like a bit more of a partnership. You don't let them do everything for you. You're not a child. You, to, you do things for the home and you build up the home. And I just feel like it needs to be give and take. Everybody brings something and like just communicate about it. That's it. I love that. And I also love the, the part about doing it with kindness. Um, I think we have to remember to be kind to our parents because yeah. sometimes I think we just, yep. we just dump on them and we're just kind of sometimes yep. mean um, to our parents. I, you know, I will admit sometimes I, I'm not as kind as I would like to be after a fact. I, sometimes I get upset with myself. I'm like, I could have been nicer when I said this. So um, yeah, always remember mm. to be kind. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed this that. This was really fun. Yeah, it was really this was really fun. I enjoyed it and I also enjoyed it was a good, I think, um, for our viewers. Um, I hope viewers liked it. I think it's a good episode to come back. Um, after we've been away for so long. So I hope you viewers you loved it. And um, please share your thoughts as always on 
our Instagram, the other side of the Atlantic. Um, we'll soon have to set up an email address because I think we should take some um, some suggestions or just some kind of, if you guys have notes um, on episodes, we should just set up an email address um, to, you know, get some views and we'll maybe read out some of the I things that you guys sent to us. Tell what do you think about that? Let's like have it? more of an interaction. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll create one um, for this episode, actually. And then um, you guys can let us know your thoughts and we can uh, read Alrighty. it in the next episode. Until next Alrighty. time. Alrighty. Until next.